0: The FIFA World Cup 2022 ended with euphoria for Argentina that lifted the trophy. Messi's last World Cup, the match saw a fierce competition between France and Argentina. In this podcast, we discuss about the recently concluded World Cup, the rise of new nations in the World Cup. We also talk about the next FIFA World Cup that will be hosted by USA, Canada and Mexico. The next edition of the tournament will have more teams that is for so, does India stand a chance? Hello and welcome to the BL Podcast. This is Nabodita Gangudhi. Today I am joined by B. Baskar, who will speak in-depth about the FIFA World Cup. Hi Baskar, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Uh, thanks. thanks again for having me here.
0: So, Basker, how was the last World Cup match?
1: Yeah, the, this is perhaps the greatest ever finals. And I have to agree because I have been watching uh, this World World Cup football since 1986. Uh, 1982, unfortunately, I missed the finals. Though I saw both the semi-finals live, uh, the finals I had to miss. But yeah, by, by all uh, the general consensus out there among football writers and long-time fans is that the, France, uh, the France-Argentina Finals was perhaps the greatest ever. And it also did remind me of the 1986 World Cup, which uh, Argentina played against West Germany.
0: Okay.
1: It had a similar uh, ebb and flow, you know, in the sense that Argentina were 2-0 up and in that match also in 1986 oh, okay. with Maradona. Mm. And they were kind of, you know, they almost had the match in the bag. Mm. But then West Germany came back late and they scored a couple of goals and it, Became, you know, it was like mm. uh, it became two all. And then, of course, uh, Maradona did a bit of his magic. He didn't score a goal, but he he did provide this really defense splitting pass to this player called Jorge Buruchaga, who scored the. Uh, winning goal for Argentina of course it didn't go to extra time but they still managed to get a goal towards the end of the match And the, so it sort of reminded me of that match but yeah this match was it was a crazy night I mean it was an absolutely it was bonkers night. it was bonkers <laughs> like every second yeah. something was changing yeah. right? I mean it was like I mean when, when Kylian Mbappe scored that magical goal well, uh, oh my I is mean crazy. it just, just it, everyone went, just went yeah. nuts yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah, we yeah. thought that France
0: has a chance because yeah, for yeah, a very long yeah, time it yeah, seemed like yeah. Is France playing? Mm. Is it doing good? Mm. And then all of a sudden, France was in the limelight. So, how do you think about France's performance in the finals?
1: Uh, It was... Yeah, see, the thing is, France suffered for large parts because their standout player of the Mm. tournament, Antoine Griezmann, Mm. he didn't turn up. I mean, he had an off day. If you had seen him play in some of the earlier matches, he was there all over the pitch. I mean, against uh, Morocco in the semis, against England in the quarterfinals. There wasn't a inch in the pitch that he did not cover. I mean, he was there tracking back, he was defending. Hmm. So, he had an off day in the finals and uh, that I think that hurt France. And, of course, nothing to take away from Argentina's performance. I mean, they, they were really magnificent that day. Hmm. And Messi, yeah, Messi was really messy but it, a lot of other players also like Angel Di Maria was yeah, very good.
0: Yeah, that's true. Julian
1: Alvarez hmm. was very good. Their goalkeeper, Emiliano Martinez was, was magnificent. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is quite a character for the kind of things he ended up doing later yeah. during the penalties mm. and even during the podium and a lot of stuff. Mm. Lots that was of yeah, yeah 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 but uh, yeah I mean, that's what makes him Argentinian and I think Argentinians love him for that mm. uh, the kind of uh, what what they call in England the uh, shit which is you know gamesmanship but it's kind of uh, there's a tradition for that in South America and and players are revered for that kind of Mm. uh, stuff. So, yeah, Argentina were magnificent and it was Messi. I mean, it was almost as if Messi was destined to Win this World Cup, you know, because this was his last chance, and he had even said before the match that this was going to be his, uh, which wasn't a big surprise because he's 35, and Mm. when the World Cup moves to USA, uh, Canada, and uh, Mexico in 2026, he'll be 39. So, what are the odds? I mean, so Mm. that he announced it that this was going to be his last World Cup hardly came as a surprise, and so he had to do it this time. But this, this, in this World Cup, we saw a very different Messi, not in terms of his playing ability. I mean, we had no doubts about. what a class player he is but uh, emotionally his, yeah, also? emotionally mm. he was he was that he was he had that extra, he was a little edgier mm. he was a little nastier he was he was more in your face you know Messi before this was a very nice guy you know he was very I'm mean, sorry too uh, you know this may sound a little uh, you know harsh on argentinians, but uh, you know they, they they like their players to be more more aggressive, more mm. in your face. Messi was not like that yeah, you know he was, uh, like he was, he was yeah. a very nice guy. he was very polite and mm. and you know that sort of uh, and often in the past, messi has when he's turned out for Argentina, especially in the twenty eighteen world Cup, you saw that i mean he was he almost felt it he was he was almost tormented you know he was he was there was so much going on in his mind and mm. somehow there was this feeling that he has not quite achieved for Argentina if, I mean the way he should have and the kind of success he's achieved with Barcelona uh, he has not quite managed to do that for Argentina, but mm. I think that that has been put to oversha yeah, yeah that has yeah. now that that debate is over now mm. Messi is Messi is the great
0: so coming to Messi. Messi has announced his retirement. This is not the first time he announced his retirement, but he did come back. So, there are some who are like, what if after enough appeasement, Messi does come back. Do you think
1: that's happening? That's unlikely. Hmm. One, there are for for two reasons. One, Hmm. his age. Hmm. He's 35 and he's getting on with uh, his age. So, that could be a factor. Two, this is the best time for him to go out
0: and uh, before the finals like we saw the kind of energy that argentinian fans had mm-hmm. so many of them said that this is the end like mm-hmm. with messi going it seems like argentina argentina's team might not perform that good in the next world cup what do you think about that
1: i don't know see you can never say They see the difference between this argentinian side and the 1986 argentinian hmm. side was mm-hmm. that was largely I mean in 1986 they used to say it was Diego Maradona and 10 other players, Mm. though they had some good players like Valdano, Burchaga, and all that, I mean I am not saying that, but uh, this is not like that, this is Messi is of course their iconic player, but they have a lot of other talented players coming up, I mean Julian Alvarez is very good. Uncle Di De, De Maria is, De of Maria. course, he had a mm. he's he's a veteran. He's been around mm. for a long time, mm. no? and uh, he it was it was very good for Argentina that he became fit just before the World Cup, just I before know, the finals. I don't he understand was, why
0: was, they substituted him though. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, maybe he was. Yeah, he, that was uh, yeah, that was like, some some people mm. were asking that. Maybe he was carrying. Maybe he felt that you know uh, the match was in the bag. Or, I don't know. Uh, yeah. that, that's hard to say. But there are a lot of uh, youngsters coming up. Uh, yeah, Emiliano Martinez the goalkeeper is very good and uh, then Enzo Fernandez he is a very good player mm. and then Alexis uh, McAllister Allister he is very good mm. Julián Álvarez is of course mm. their standout. Uh, they, they are they have a lot of exciting uh, and it's it's Argentina they will produce good players so okay. <laughs> they have that uh, you know they, so the legacy yeah, is yeah, not there. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah no no I mean you you can't have another player like Messi but i hope my my sincere hopes the, the thing about the problem with a country like argentina is mm. it produced a player like maradona yeah and after that every talented player who would come up he would he would be compared with maradona and that used that used to weigh down on a lot Rudy, of players yeah. i have seen a lot of very talented Argentinian players in the past who have you know just 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 could not live with that burden mm. and they cracked up mm. and that that almost happened with messi also so to that extent I'm glad that Messi was able to sort of you know bury that uh, ghost and say yeah I I won a world cup. So now you can sort of <laughs> you yeah. know stop this comparison with Maradona. I am a different player. I'm a I'm I'm Messi. You mm-hmm. know I, Messi. I I I in some ways stepped out of Maradona's shadow. Yeah. yeah. So
0: does it also settle the Ronaldo Messi debate?
1: Oh yes, oh yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> See Ronaldo again. It's it's a contrast actually. You saw the way Ronaldo left.
0: Mm. Lots uh, of exist the world. For Ronaldo. world yeah. yeah,
1: and the way Messi. I mean, I think I don't think Ronaldo was in great form to begin mm-hmm. with before the World Cup started because a lot of stuff was happening. In the last few months, he was yeah. he was having an a, a ongoing tiff with his coach in Manchester United. And he wasn't being played there and, he, and the Manchester United coach Eric Ten Hag and he were not getting along and he wasn't getting any playing time there. So finally, he before the World Cup, he even quit Manchester United. So he wasn't really in that space mentally and physically. So I'm not surprised that it, it sort of ended this way for Ronaldo. It's sad. It's sad but I'm not surprised, uh, and in a sense, who's who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? You have to say Messi now because he's he's won it all. Mm-hmm.
0: So the World Cup also saw lots of new nations, like mm-hmm. Morocco, for example. Even mm-hmm. Senegal played very yes, well. Yes, Senegal
1: played very well. Japan and Korea they mm. both qualified for the second stage mm. of the thing. And uh, yeah, Morocco was a standout uh, first yeah, nation. Yeah, to first African nation to. Mm. And uh, in a way, it's an Arab nation. So the uh, the World Cup was happening in Qatar. It was happening in an Arab state. So that that sort of also you know that also yeah, yeah. resonated with exactly. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Also from people across. Mm-hmm the entire Middle East to North Africa they mm. sort of rallied behind uh, Morocco they, they, it, Morocco became everybody's favourite team
0: mm. and the whole
1: of Africa too So, whole of yeah, Africa, whole whole of Africa, of Africa, Africa yeah. was supporting because America. you know in the African Nations Cup There's the rivalry is very intense mm. uh, between nations there yeah. especially mm. sub-Saharan nations and Arab nations the, the rivalry is extremely uh, mm. uh, often very bitter but in this case, I think they all came together and they, they all felt that Morocco is our team now. So, we should… Uh,
0: so, everyone was saying yeah. Morocco is carrying Africa's mm. pride now.
1: Yeah, Africa's pride. See, what is very important, what what is very interesting about Morocco's performance is the way they played. Okay. See, they didn't play a very dour, ultra-defensive They didn't, or what the football fans uh, mm. call, part the bus. No, they played very attacking, very tactically smart uh, football. Mm. And they have some very good footballers also. And some of their top footballers play for some of the top clubs in, uh, mm. in Europe. You know. And their coach was very good. I mean, he's, he was a tactically very smart coach. He, he really, you know, uh, when it comes to tactical knows, he was in no way uh, inferior to any of these top. Uh, European teams as coach uh, coaches like uh, Deschamps or uh, Gareth Southgate or anyone of those of them. I mean, he was he was as smart as them hmm. in outthinking and outwitting their opponents. So, I mean, full marks to Morocco. They played some very smart, intelligent attacking tactical football. It wasn't just a, you know, it wasn't a flash in the pan, it wasn't a bit dour defensive. No, they were actually very good Hmm. on the pitch. So that you have to admit that and give them credit for that. So
0: do we see African nations winning the World Cup anytime soon?
1: I don't know. I mean, that would be a wonderful story. (laughs) 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 Yes, that would be absolutely Hmm. wonderful. But I don't see that happening right now. I mean, see, the thing is, Africa is still... Seen as a sort of a nursery for world football, mm. you know it produces all these uh, you know very talented players, and uh, they go to Europe. Europe is a magnet for them. You know the European leagues are a magnet for them. So they they their talent scouts from these clubs they go to some some of these African. Sub-Saharan and Arab mm-hmm. nations and they, they get to play there. But I'm not very sure we, we are going to see an African nation winning a World Cup anytime soon. I, mean, okay. I think, see, even here, Morocco came as far as they could but in the end, it's sort of France, you know.
0: Regarding hosting the World Cup, mm-hmm. no one thought that Qatar would host the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering the amount of infrastructure Qatar built mm-hmm. and all of it, mm-hmm. So, do we see any other nations, like maybe some developing nations, hosting the World Cup anytime soon? I'm
1: guessing China somewhere down the line would want to hmm. do it. But you see, the Ch- Chinese thing is they, there will be a lot of opposition to it. For the FIFA, Qatar was also a kind of a showpiece. You know, it had to sort of. It was important not just for Qatar to make a success of this World Cup, it was also very important for FIFA
0: and you had been a english you are an english supporter since <laughs> yeah, still, a very long time
1: yeah yeah
0: so yeah. did you think that harry would lose the penalty it's harry no, and he never yeah, loses yeah, it yeah
1: yeah he's their best penalty taker but you see these things happen i've i've seen some great players in the past uh, miss penalties in world cup mm. uh, michel platini missed in 1986 mm. Robert baggio missed in 1994 zico missed in 1986 so, yeah, these things happen. I was disappointed. Yes, bitterly disappointed, but not surprised. These things happen. I mean, these... Yeah, I don't blame him. Just, it didn't go in that day. <laughs> just,
0: it was yeah, maybe yeah, just yeah, not his day. Yeah, it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you have been following this team for a very long time. So, how do you think was their performance this time? England? England, yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, see, the thing is, England had a pretty easy group uh, stage. And uh, mm. France was perhaps their first big test. It's a good team. They reached the Euro finals last year. They lost to Italy. Italy didn't even qualify for this World Cup. <laughs> and they ran into a very inspired uh, French side which managed to defeat them even when they were having an off day.
0: And talking about Mbappe, I think it will be safe to say he's one of the like, greatest rising stars of
1: football. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, the way he scored that, that second goal against Argentina. It the, was it crazy. Was just, yeah, just the volley, just the way he swiveled and... Yeah. The, the way he struck that ball and mm. uh, hey, that was pure magic that was and he's he was, so young yeah, he's,
0: yeah, he's, just, he's barely yeah. 24 yeah he's not even 24, really
1: 24 yeah. Yeah. so he still got at least another three world cups in him mm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's already yeah. a world cup winner yeah he you, you he forget that he won it goal. when yeah. he was barely in his teens he was 18 so, or yeah, he's 19, yeah, 19 yeah he's 19 yeah. last time mm. and he's he's already won there. he's already stood at mm. the podium he's, he's already held that cup I was
0: so hands. disappointed so, this time yeah, even yeah. with the golden boot his uh, face yeah. was like I mean so what excellent. do you say I mean yeah.
1: Mbappé scored four goals in the finals and you, he, he still ended up with a runners up uh, medal so
0: somehow yeah. that day it seemed like it was Mbappé playing mostly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't, I mean, France as a team is always playing as a team but that day it was mostly Mbappe.
1: It was, in fact, even Mbappe was not exactly in his best form. Mm. form. He was kind of kept quiet for, except for that 80th minute Mm. when he suddenly just burst into yes. That's the the greatness about these players.
0: And Baskar, when there was this match between France and Morocco, apart from how the match might go one thing that everyone kept talking about was colonialism Fra- mm. France mm. was a colonial power France ruled Morocco mm. for a long time so this time it might be justice to history there were statements like this so how much do you think colonialism plays a role in, see, every time in games see
1: every time France plays uh, an African nation uh, an ex-colony mm. uh, let's say Cameroon or Morocco or Algeria you know uh, on any of these teams, there will be this bit Senegal, so you you will get that kind of uh, narrative going on. But I think it's it's a little. Uh, I'm not exact. I'm not entirely convinced by it. The story is a lot more complicated than this. Because if you look at uh, the French side, uh, actually in the finals it was, it was very. Uh, it's very
0: multicultural. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Except at one stage after the substitutions, all the substitutions were done. Hugo Lloris was the only white player. Mm in the French side all hmm. the 10 players were of African descent hmm. now how does this sort of fit in with this uh, col- col- yeah, colonizer hmm. colonized uh, hmm. narrative which you are putting out there does the I narrative mean, these narrative hold are, these are, anymore uh, see these are players who are born and bred in France you know they they use uh, many of them have come from uh, underprivileged backgrounds you hmm. know they, the football is a vehicle for them for social advancement for hmm. economic advancement there is hmm. a lot of money in their port. so a lot of True. them bl- Look up to football to sort of lift their status, status, yeah, status. Uh, economically and socially. So it's a, it's a very important vehicle for a lot of these mm. African descent and Arab descent uh, people. Uh, Players mm-hmm. in uh, France. Actually, Karim Benzema, who unfortunately didn't play in this uh, World Cup, who mm-hmm. was, he was—he's a—he's a French footballer of African descent. He, he put it quite nicely once. He said, "When I score, I'm Frenchman. When I miss, I'm an Arab." <laughs> 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 he said that about France. So mm-hmm. yeah, you—you you have that kind of uh, some of those nasty things going on in France also because the, these people are often judged by their background than their playing ability, which is sad.
0: So, uh, the 2026 FIFA World Cup will have
1: 48 teams. 48 teams, yeah. yeah. It's really, uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm not so sure whether that's such a great move because, you know, World Cup began, it was like 8 teams, 12 teams and all that. And then Mm. for a long time, it was 16 teams. Mm. Right through the 50s, 60s and 70s, it was uh, 16 teams and 82, it was expanded to 24. And then 98, it was expanded to 32. I think 32 is good, but uh, they've made it 48 now. And in fact, there is even talk of... Uh, in fact, Arsene Wenger, who's a very respected coach, who, was, who coached Arsenal for more than 20 years. He's He's now part of the... <coughs> FIFA's uh, technical committee mm. and he has been saying that we should have a World Cup every 2 years yeah. which, I think, <laughs> which I think is crazy to be honest I mean apart from the logistics and you know the expenditure involved in uh, staging I mm. think you have you have to host 48 teams every 2 years uh, I, it's I don't crazy. think yeah, it's crazy
0: yeah. so do we see yeah. new teams coming with yeah, yeah
1: they will not they will we yeah, you've got 16 new teams 16 coming new in. teams yeah 16 new It's so not just uh, 2 or 4 it's 16 mm. So, will India get a chance? I, I hope so. Yeah. But we still have a very, very long way to go. To catch why up. why
0: is is it that? We, actually, like... till the
1: 1950s and 60s, India was actually a footballing superpower in Asia. Mm. We won the Asian Games mm. and we were quite good. Mm. But then from the 70s onwards, there's been a team. And you've seen teams from East... Um, Asia as well as the Middle East overtaking us so I mean for today for instance Iran is so though India is usually seen as a cricketing nation and quite rightly so because that's the only sport where we've had some real success Mm -hmm. in the international level but football does have a lot of support a lot of uh, fan following in uh, India. I, I think understand. this ISL needs to sort of, uh, you know, really pick up. It's been there since 2014. And uh, there is an effort to sort of create a, a sort of a, a viable Indian league that will, you know, mirror that of the European leagues. But more needs to be done. I think what needs to be done is if the game has to be taken uh, to the grassroots level. You have to pick talent at a young age.
0: Hope we reach yeah, there someday. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I hope uh, India at least you know qualifies for the World Cup before I die <laughs> <laughs> during my lifetime. Really yeah, hope yeah, that yeah, happens yeah,
0: soon. Yeah. And lastly, Vaskar, we talked a lot about politics and sports in our last podcast. Mm-hmm. About it reflecting around Qatar, about uh, the controversial laws that Qatar mm-hmm. has. So now that USA... USA, Canada, Mexico will be the host of the uh, like next World Cup. USA has some really strict laws when it comes yeah, to abortion. Uh, yes,
1: I, I, we br- I briefly mentioned that in our earlier podcast. And mm. I'd be very surprised, I'd be very curious to see the kind of narrative uh, that is built around it. Now, will US face the same kind of uh, criticism that Qatar faced over its human rights record, workers' rights record? Or laws on uh, homosexuality will, will US be slammed in, with the same intensity on its abortion rights uh, issue like the way Qatar was. Okay. But I don't think they will quite face the same kind of criticism that Qatar faced.
0: What has been the best Cup for you, Germany?
1: Uh, Germany in terms of conducting it, yeah. Okay. I, South Africa mm. was very special because it was the first time it went to uh, mm. Africa.
0: Mm.
1: And... Uh, Japan, Korea, again for the first time it went to Asia. But Qatar has done a good job. I mean, yeah, they they it pulled good. it off. Yeah. Uh, it was it was very successful. Mm. The finals also is being hailed as the best ever. Uh, dollars in yeah. uh, their infrastructure their so what metro is supposed to, to be
0: those huh? infrastructure, those I don't stadiums. know I
1: mean see the, some of it of course the metro and all is supposed to be very good yes, so that will huh. get uh, a lot of uh, traction people will use mm. it I don't know what's going to happen to the football stadiums 8 new football stadiums have been in built. Such a do small they have place, a right? league big enough to make use of those uh, stadiums I am not so sure we will have to wait and see uh, for FIFA as usual this has been a revenue spinner it has made close to about 7.5 billion Hmm. which is a good 1.1 1. 1 billion more than what it made uh, in the Russia World Cup. So, it was a huge so point, success. Yeah, it was for FIFA, it's a success.
0: Uh, based on your experience, yeah. how do you sum up this World Cup?
1: Yeah, it's, see, the thing is, the game has changed a lot, even okay. during my time. I mean, okay. I was watching it. It was largely a European versus uh, South American kind of uh, vibe, you know. Hmm. Africa was just beginning to make. It was in the 1990 World Cup that the Africa first made its, uh, you know, it, cameroon defeated argentina which was the defending champion and they reached the semi uh, quarter-finals uh, and they lost to england so that 1990 was the first time you know the, uh, nations outside europe and south america started you know coming into the, uh, the fourth yeah, yeah. to the limelight. Mm-hmm. and f- since then it has been a steady progression so now you the, the, definitely the, the sport is more global uh, yeah there, there's a the, it's it's big business it's big bucks it's completely commercialized you can sort of criticize all that but uh, the game has also been a, a sort of a vehicle for social advancement and it has sort of the game has become more democratic in a sense there have been a lot of important rule changes I, mean, it is I think we can someday have game. a
0: separate conversation on the changes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Alright, Basket. thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot for joining
1: us. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you like our content, please subscribe and share. Thank you.